Hello again, everyone. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening to the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Thank you for spending time with us today. Now, this is episode number 57, recorded on Monday, April 26th, 2021, from the Citizen Square in downtown Fort Wayne. For today's show, we're going to be doing something a little different. Typically, guests on the podcast join me in my office, but today's guest is coming to us from Atlanta, Georgia, via Zoom, and you'll understand why here shortly. Please join me in welcoming the CEO of Rural Sourcing, Monty Hamilton. Monty, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us for a few minutes today. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Mayor Henry. Thank you so much for this invitation. And uh, I do wish I could be there in person. And uh, I'm looking forward to being able to do that uh, sometime later on this summer, for sure. Well, Monty, I'm sure the weather today in Fort Wayne is probably comparable to Atlanta. We have an actual beautiful day in Fort Wayne after uh, having a period of of ups and downs, uh, rain-wise and temperature-wise, today right now is, is positioning itself to be a, a beautiful day in, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So uh, I, I heard a little bit. Of, I heard a little bit about that this morning. In fact, I understand you may be breaking an 80-degree day later this week. So uh, that's, uh, that's exactly awesome. Exactly right. That's exactly right. I wear my shorts to work, but I'm afraid that uh, <laughs> I, I don't think my staff could handle it. <laughs> Well, with that, Monty, uh, before we talk about rural sourcing and its contribution to, to Fort Wayne, uh, tell us about a little bit about you and, and your interest in, in Atlanta and why do you do uh, what you do as far as running the company? Just a little bit about yourself personally. Yeah, sure. So uh, I, I will say that uh, given the growth of the company, uh, especially uh, recently, it uh, doesn't leave a whole lot of time for other stuff outside, I'm afraid, but I, that's a great thing. I'm, I'm very pleased with that. Um, I do have a wonderful family, uh, great wife. I've got uh, three almost adult sons now, and, uh, and two of those adult sons uh, have special needs, and so I've been very involved in the Atlanta community with uh, special needs efforts, uh, various organizations, including Special Olympics, uh, I'm now on the board of a company, a great company here in Atlanta called Ventures ATL, and uh, was started by a former PwC uh, partner who has a son on the autism spectrum, and the company is designed to provide meaningful jobs, meaningful work for adults on the autism spectrum. So I really enjoy being a part of that organization, being a part of the board, and, and watching the growth uh, of, of those folks. Um, I will admit that I do uh, a bit of a, a workout fanatic. I do like to uh, get up every morning and either get a run or a Peloton uh, boot camp in. So I, I figure if my day starts out with breaking a sweat, Mary Henry, it, it can't get uh, can't be go too bad. <laughs> I uh, see. I learned a little bit more about you today than I than I knew. Uh, thank you for your contribution to especially to those in need. You know, you could have been very selfish and uh, just spent the time with your own family, but the fact that you're reaching out to Special Olympics and to some other areas, I think speaks volumes about you as an, as an individual. So thank you for doing well, all of that. The buddy walks here in town that I get involved with for those with Down syndrome, uh, it's something I look forward to every year. Unfortunately, last year uh, we were curtailed from from doing much, but I'm looking forward to this year 
and uh, it's it's always a, a great time. So again, thank you, thank you. Yeah, my my pleasure. And as you know, uh, there's no greater um, just feeling and and return on your investment when you can give back to communities that that need the help and are so so appreciative of uh, of getting that help. And and you know, in our our case getting an opportunity to, uh, to make a great living. And, uh, it's, it's just really special. Well, that's, that's just fantastic. And, and, uh, again, all of us, all of us appreciate you as well as to all of the others who take that extra special step. Okay. Monty, a little bit about rural sourcing. I know the citizens of Fort Wayne, uh, heard about that some time ago when you first moved into town and we had some press conferences and some other things that, that we got involved, uh, with as far as uh, rural sourcing moving into town, but I don't think a lot of people uh, know what rural sourcing is. Can you can you let our citizens know? Yeah, sure, absolutely. And and the name doesn't really help a whole lot in uh, in trying to decipher what we do. Uh, but we are a digital engineering company, and that means we develop software for our clients. Um, more importantly than that, Mayor Henry, we are a mission-driven, purpose-oriented company. We believe our mission in this world is to create thousands of technology careers in places where they wouldn't otherwise exist, just like Fort Wayne, Indiana. And we are so very proud and pleased to, to be there. We are backed today by a uh, private equity company, Bain Capital. And specifically, we're in a fund there. It's their social impact fund called Double Impact. So they seek out companies like Rural Sourcing that are mission-oriented, that have a purpose uh, in what they do, and, uh, and obviously companies that are fast-growing as well. So we look for middle America, mid-sized metro cities where we know we can establish 100 to 150 high-paying tech careers for folks. Um, set those up typically in downtown locations, just like we have in, uh, in Fort Wayne. And we can talk a little bit more about our building and hopefully someday we'll be able to do a ribbon cutting. Um, but we, um, we, we do this just incredibly complex, complicated problem solving for our clients. And our clients are some of the biggest well-known brand name uh, companies in the country, such as UPS or Southwest Airlines. And then we also work with a lot of venture capital-backed software companies to help them scale their businesses, develop new technology so that uh, their businesses can grow as well. Now, when you say digital engineering, you know, there's a lot of us old people who have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, are you talking about logistics? Uh, are you talking about uh, 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 distribution of products and using software. I, uh, help me out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a somewhat new created term, I think, for uh, what in old language would have been just uh, building software products. Uh, but the reason it has become so prevalent today to some degree is uh, due to the pandemic. We've all determined in businesses, in government, in other organizations that we have to be able to, to run our businesses in a digital platform. We've got to be able to take the friction out of the processes that our customers use and make it as easy for them as possible 
to engage with us as businesses wherever they are and on whatever device they may have in their hand. And so we can do that. We can um, really help organizations, whether they, again, whether they be local state government entities or uh, commercial businesses, uh, improve their operations and, and expand those operations. Monty, knowing the type of company that you have, you, quite frankly, could have gone anywhere. Uh, you didn't have to come to Fort Wayne. Uh, you know, we don't have uh, mountains. Uh, we don't have uh, oceans. We don't have uh, deserts uh, to offer to a company as far as that type of topography to make it attractive to, to live in Fort Wayne. What, what in Fort Wayne caused you to, to come here? Yeah, sure, great question. So let me take a step back and tell you a little bit about our process to select Fort Wayne because it was a very thorough process, Mary Henry, I think as you, you know. We look at and keep tabs on over 50 mid-sized metro cities in the US. Uh, and you're right, some of, some of our locations do have uh, mountains and oceans and other things that make them attractive. Uh, but one of the things that we really focus in on is, you know, what is the talent pool there? Can we be attractive to um, smart, sharp, energetic problem solvers who want to do that through software development? Can we collect 150 of those folks from the local universities, from other places? Can we draw people back who may have left at one point in time because this is the career they wanted? and they didn't have those opportunities before we arrived. And I'll tell you that this um, company is a little bit of, uh, well, I should say, it's a big passion of mine. I grew up in a small two stoplight town uh, in rural Mississippi. And so when I grew up there, I wasn't smart enough, Mayor Henry, to be a doctor or a lawyer. And so, you know, your options were to go to work in the furniture factory back in my day. Uh, and I didn't like that option very much. And so my only option then I was left with was to move. And so today we have a little phrase we use around here. No one should have to choose location over vocation. We want to be able to make sure that you, if you want to live in the fort, in Fort Wayne, and that's where you want to raise your family and appreciate the quality of life, the great quality of life that you all offer there, then you should have a career that is interesting engaging and fruitful for you uh, as an individual. And so we looked at, like I said, over 50 cities. Uh, we have actually a uh, machine language uh, tool that we plug in all this Bureau of Labor Statistics data into, all this college graduate data into, and it spits out cities that we ought to take a look at. And Fort Wayne came in at the very top of that list. We met with folks like you, other civic leaders, educational leaders, and business leaders, and, and just frankly fell in love with the, the work ethic, the, the love of your city, uh, and the vision for what Fort Wayne can be. And so those are three things that we look for and bet on, frankly, and we think we can be, a, uh, you know, we can be uh, an accelerator to that, uh, that program. Well, you certainly have contributed significantly to the quality of life of our community, not just from an economic development perspective, but in a number of other ways as well. Monty, one of the things that concerns me and I, and I know a number of other leaders in our community is our ability, Fort Wayne's ability to continue to bring out the talent that you 
and, and others find it was so necessary to make sure that your company is is successful. Uh, are are you seeing uh, a, a good amount of talent continuing to come from our from our colleges and universities and other centers in Fort Wayne, or are we in a in a real difficult position now to make sure your needs are being met? Well, I will say that for this business, this industry that we're in, software development, it is a highly, highly competitive world for talent. There's no doubt that the war for talent in software is real. Now, what I will also say is that we have been very fortunate um, and very lucky to be able to recruit the talent that we've needed there in Fort Wayne. Uh, we've got a great relationship with uh, Purdue at Fort Wayne. Uh, we have also been able to um, attract people from Coding Boot Camp based out of Indianapolis called 1150 Academy. And very specifically there, they, uh, one of their programs focuses on veterans, people who have gotten out of their service period, use their GI Bill money to go through this Coding Academy. And then we are at the end of that pipeline to be able to catch those folks and bring them into our organization. And I think that's one of our secrets to being able to attract the talent that we want. Um, one of our core values is to be the employer of choice. We know in Fort Wayne, we want to be the very best software coding company in town, and we want to attract the very best uh, colleagues. And so in order to do that, we've got to make sure that we create a culture that everybody wants to be a part of. And I think we've uh, been very successful at doing that in our other locations, as well as Fort Wayne, I know to creating a place where people can be themselves. They can bring their whole selves to work. Uh, we work really hard at uh, making sure that we have great representation from an equity, inclusion, and diversity point of view. Uh, we have very intentional reach out programs to those areas. Uh, and we recently did a, a survey across our company and, you know, and found that Almost, well, actually, over a little bit over 20% of our workforce uh, identifies as having some disability. Uh, over 10 over 10% of our workforce uh, is veteran. Um, over 20% is female, and about 18% is in what we call BIPOC, which is Black, Indigenous, people of color. Now, those aren't as good as we want them to be, Mayor Henry, and we're going to improve upon them. Uh, my team is incented to make sure that those numbers improve significantly over the coming three or four years. Uh, but it's a good start. And I think it, it creates an environment where people really do want to be a part of. And if I could share one quick story with you that I think is indicative of the kind of culture that we have. We, um, not necessarily in Fort Wayne here, but a story where we had a team of people working together. Uh, one of the individuals on this team um, had some um, auditory issues that caused them to kind of get uh, distracted if noise was too much around them, right? The team sensed this, realized this as they saw the productivity of this individual go down a bit as they moved to a new space and it was louder and more wide open. The team on their own, not money, not rural sourcing, recognized this. They got together, did the research, pulled their own money together so they could buy this employee the very best, highest level noise canceling headphones you can buy on the market today. Immediately, that employee's productivity went right back up to where it was before. And so that's the kind of organization where people look out for each other, they care for each other, and they take care of each other. 
And if we can create that kind of organization and keep that going, I, I think we'll be very successful. Well, Monty, uh, uh, you're actually, you're very humble. It, uh, that, that type of activity uh, within a workforce uh, starts at the top. So uh, I, I think obviously the work philosophy that you put into place at Real Sourcey, uh, I'm sure but was in place uh, that, uh, uh, in a way that these staff members uh, felt very comfortable going to that length. So uh, got a great, great story, fantastic story. Thank you. Uh, well, speaking of employees and having to adjust to different, different work settings and so on, uh, the, the topic of discussion at, in Fort Wayne, uh, whether it's with our chamber or business groups, uh, has been how each of us are adjusting to the COVID-19 environment. Now, granted, uh, we're getting further and further uh, along uh, along the road, and I think there'll be a day, probably not in the too distant future, where we will be able to look at COVID in kind of our rearview mirror. Right. But I think it's going to be a while still. How is rural sourcing? How are you adjusting to that? Are you having a lot of people working from home, or do they... Do they still come to the office and, and how's the work environment? Yeah, so um, we did um, March 13th of last year, we um, sent everyone home and we're still at a 100% work from home model. There are occasionally days where people come into the office. I do come to the office here in Atlanta, but that's only because I'm the only one here um, and I have to check the mail occasionally. Uh, but <laughs> We, what we had done, Mayor Henry, just before that March timeframe, we had done a stress test uh, on the organization. And so without warning, on a Thursday afternoon, we asked everyone to take your computers, your laptops home. Tomorrow's a work from home day for everybody across the company. And let's see if we have any issues with it. Fortunately, I've got a really bunch of smart people around me and they, they came up with that idea. We did it. We had very few of any issues. And so when March 13th came along, we knew we could execute. And what we've seen over that period of time is our productivity has either remained at the same it was when we we're in office or gone up a little bit in many cases. Now, that, that's kind of the okay side of it. What I will tell you, though, is that, and the one thing that I've worried about since March 13th is the culture, right? And that's hard to replicate when we all work in the same place we sleep in every night. And so... We have been very intentional over the past 13 months to make sure that we're keeping folks engaged. We had a, a colleague appreciation week here, not just a day, but an entire week <laughs> where each day was a different theme. We had uh, t-shirt design contests, we had recipe contests, and it culminated at the end of the week with a private concert by a gentleman who was uh, handpicked by Billy Joel to be his piano man on Broadway. Wow. And um, it was amazing. It was just so engaging. And so you could see and you could even sense, even through Zoom, uh, how re-energized people were at the end of that week. Um, now, all that said, I think we will be returning to office in a small, maybe 10% capacity uh, in May. And those will be folks who are volunteers who've been, you know, in most cases or all cases, fully vaccinated. And then we'll measure that. We'll look, see what works, what doesn't work. And then we expect by the fall, you know, Labor Day time period that we will increase that number and 
get up to more of that 50% or so back in office. But the reality is we're going to let the teams dictate uh, how and when they need to do their work. And so if those teams can determine that on this particular two or three days, we'll all be better off working from home where we can focus, that's great. Uh, but on Thursday and Friday, we all need to be back in the office where we can be very creative and uh, collaborate a lot more effectively. Uh, then we'll, we'll do that. And so uh, I think we'll, we'll live in this hybrid world for a long time. Um, but I think I have full confidence that we'll figure out how to best manage, uh, manage through that. It's interesting because uh, I, I talked to a number of employers who relate the same kind of uh, uh, environment uh, in, in their particular work sites. And that is the, their almost uh, uh, need now to create the hybrid uh, working schedule, which obviously before never even uh, surfaced as part of the conversation, but now it's becoming an everyday occurrence as to how they can adjust their work settings to accommodate their staff members. And we'll hear it at, uh, with, the, with the city of Fort Wayne. Uh, I was surprised uh, at the number of female employees that contacted me and, and who are working from home and felt uh, not only comfortable working from home because they took their laptops with them, and, but uh, in many cases, they were able to forego uh, additional childcare, uh, which they paid dearly for every week. Right. And now uh, they don't have to do that. Uh, and they're saving hundreds of dollars a week in many cases. It was like getting a significant raise. Uh, <laughs> now we're, we're going to try to, again, adjust to that if we can. But uh, now the majority of our staff members have to come back because uh, of the service that we're in as far as our, uh, our need to be able to uh, relate personally with, with uh, the citizen base. But uh, we are going to try to come up with some type of at least small hybrid uh, program for some of our staff members. But it's really interesting how, uh, how many employers are now adjusting their entire uh, work environment to this new normal. Right. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be real interesting. Monty, what, um, uh, speaking of adjusting now work climates and so on, uh, where do you see the future of uh, rural sourcing going? Yeah. So, uh, we are back, uh, even during the, the year of the pandemic, we, we grew the, um, the business double digits. Um, and so we've been very fortunate. Now, part of this, you know, there's the, you know, the, obviously the, the horrible side of this pandemic that we've been going through. Uh, one of the outcomes on the other side is that it has required businesses, as I said before, and organizations to accelerate their digital thinking, their digital work, right? And so when they start to accelerate things, things that they thought might be able to be done four to five years out, that's created a huge demand for our business and our services. And so we're back on, you know, this uh, 25, 30% growth pattern. In fact, in Fort Wayne, just this year, Mayor Henry, just from January until now, we've hired uh, 50 additional colleagues in the Fort Wayne office. Um, and so we're over 80 folks now, and we'll be filling the building up uh, very soon, which means that we'll be this summer, 
uh, embark upon our site selection process to go look for centers number seven and eight. And so we'll go through that exact same process I mentioned before um, to look at where those next centers will be. And so we are on a great growth trajectory. Uh, we see just uh, a lot of good tailwinds in terms of organizations, companies that we want to work with, uh, looking at the model that we've created where we can be very intimate and very collaborative with our, with our clients. We've always worked remotely from our clients. We just haven't always worked remotely from each other. Right. Uh, but this model has so many advantages over taking work that could be done maybe offshore or near shore somewhere. Right. Uh, it just takes away the ability to collaborate real time with clients and to understand, you know, what's the business outcome that this organization wants to do from developing and rolling out this new software product. And when you understand the uh, business lingo, the business processes for American-based businesses, just gives us a huge leg up uh, in this marketplace. Monty, I could talk to you all day about the <laughs> world sourcing and what you're doing. This is just it's fascinating uh, how you're contributing to the whole economic uh, environment today. More and more companies, no matter what they do, need to have your kind of service. So your growth I, uh, doesn't surprise me at all and will probably continue. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. And I wanna thank you so much for coming on the show and believing and investing in Fort Wayne. There's no question we're excited about where you are presently, but I'm just as excited about the future of rural sourcing in our city. And thank you to our listeners as well. Thanks, thanks to all of you for tuning in today. It is another great day in the city of Forest Lane, so let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.